笑着。And Christmas movies are like they're kind of more likely to get kind of vindicated by just repeats. Like, um, right? It's a Wonderful Life wasn't successful, and it was also criticized as being communist propaganda. Was it really? I mean, it is. If you look at the ending, it's and the the villain is this capitalist who, in the end, does win, and only is staved off by the community all banding in their money together. Like, it's super ah. You know, it is, in the purest sense, a, a, a kind of a communist film. Okay. Also, there's an angel, and that's illegal in the 50s. Mm. Because the an war angle. on Christmas. An angle. Yes. By those liberals. Oh, wow, Jeb. Getting political. Polite. We are still the world's least political Toy Story podcast. Welcome to Toy Story Minute. Where we don't talk about Toy Story today. Nope, we're talking no about something like almost oh. as iconic, almost. Yeah, you know, like definitely. Luxo Junior. Pixar's first slash second short, because like first slash second. Well, yeah, because Andre and Wally B. That was not technically Pixar, right? That, that was, was pre Steve Jobs. Yeah. That was like during the Lucasfilm era. It was so good, though. Oh yeah, that. Yep. Which, I'm going to be real here, and sure, I'm sure we'll talk about this more as we talk about the other shorts, but so far this is, well, so far, I say so far, but like, I've I watched now four out of the five shorts that we're going to be talking about over this little break thingy. I've watched Nick Knack, like, at some point, but I, I mostly forget it. This, I think, might be the best. This is, like, really, this is adorable. Yeah, it is. It's a nice little cartoon. And it's simple. It's so simple, yet it just, it just works. And it's not, like, the most well done, maybe? Because, right. like, I mean, we'll talk about it, but, I mean, there's no background. Right, it's literally just... On black. Yep. Which, okay, I mean, I guess maybe we should talk about, like, how it came to be a thingy. Mm-hmm. They kind of made this movie, one, because they wanted to make a short, you know, that was actually theirs, unlike Andre was, you right. know. And... Also because they wanted to promote this thing called the Pixar Image Computer, which was like, you know, because computers being used to, you know, render animation and stuff was kind of new. Mm-hmm. But this movie wasn't even made on that. No? No. This movie wasn't made on a Pixar Image Computer at all. Good. And yet, like, part of it was, hey guys, check out what we use to make our, our animations. Because, I mean, Pixar, besides the shorts, they also did, like, commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and, and I'm sure they did, like, work on other, like, you know, probably little things on movies and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they did when they were Lucasfilm's computer, you know, yeah. division. So, it, it's only natural that, like, they would want to do something that's, like, their own, though. Mm-hmm. And this is what they did for it. This had two, I think, two or three major impacts on Pixar as, as a company. But first... As far as inspiration, we and this is something we need to address, because this is something that, uh, for the first few episodes of the actual podcast, we didn't know about, because nobody knew about it when we recorded it. <sighs> we gotta talk about John Lasseter. God. That man. Like, it's, it, it's an unfortunate necessity, which, I mean, it, it, there's a huge debate to be had of, like, you know, enjoying art 
right artists separating artists. the art from yeah. the artist yeah but like the i think the at the end of the day you can't know always and just the number of people it usually takes to make a film mm-hmm. like someone's gonna be just terrible. bad yeah this isn't to be like apologetic or anything like i it definitely repercussions that he does actually face like i hope they're good enough you know yeah Basically, what happened for those not in the know is it came out that John Lasseter was kind of a creep of a boss. Kind uh, of Specifically is, toward women. Kind of is putting it yeah. nicely. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. I've got a, an article here. Basically, two, two big things happened mm-hmm. that we had to talk about. One that's directly going to affect the podcast is Rashida Jones mm-hmm. left the Toy Story 4 writing, and she was like the head writer for it, mm-hmm. which... Even more now, I'm, I don't think Toy Story... I don't think it's going to come out in time, Toy Story 4. Nope, probably not. And I kind I kind of hope it doesn't. Yeah. Because yeah. the fact that she left now means that it's not completed. She's going to get writing yeah. credits on it. So, like, obviously it's partially... But if the writing's not even done, there's, there's no, no way, way... Yeah, there's no way it's going to come out in, like, two years. Less than two years. Because, right. you know, it's December. But... Basically, she said, well, they don't have good representation or good, like, space for minorities and women mm-hmm. to work. Let's be real. There's a one person of color in Toy Story, and they don't have lines. It's Sports Kid. Yep. And, like, Toy Story 2, I don't know if we have any. They Why don't. not? I don't think so. Like, Pixar, let's, like, look at Pixar's main characters. We have, like, white, it's easy to kind of ignore it because most of the main characters are like not people right but like as far as humans like we have what frozone we have oh yep kevin from up is that the kid yeah it's kevin the bird i think it's kevin the kid yeah okay yeah kiss no wait no 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 russell 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 yeah, kevin is the yes. bird yeah. yeah russell and then we have what like bonnie from toy story 3 mm-hmm. and her mom yep which they're even like kind of ambiguously brown, right? Um, it, it's just it's in retrospect you're like, wow, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like in like general, we just listed kind of all. We been. just listed all of four. Yeah, no, three, four, four. If you count Bonnie if you count, and her mom, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, that's no good. No, that's that's very bad for a, a, a thing that's made so many films. And sure, there are no humans in cars. There, right. you know, there are. I don't think any humans in A Bug's Life. I don't think there are either. So, like, you kind of can write those off, but mm-hmm. still... But at the same time... Like, that's... Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Do you think Edna Mode is a person of color in Incredibles? Nah. I don't... For, it always throws me off, because she's like... She's got, like, a weird... Voice? Well, she... Yeah, because she's voiced by a dude, but also... Is she really? Yeah, she's voiced by, um... It's one of the Pixar regulars. Um, now I gotta look this up. Oh, maybe it's... I think it might be Brad Bird. Yeah, she's voiced by Brad Bird. Oh, she's half Japanese and half German, according to Pixar Wiki. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I just thought because she's kind of weirdly, like... I don't know. This is this is gonna sound weird, but she's, like, weirdly proportioned. But also, like, she has an accent and... You know, she's just, she's so yeah. esoteric that it's like, she has an otherness to her. Right, it's like, there's no way. You're... Like, you know that she's not, like, yeah. American-born. Yeah. Or, if anything, like, a first-generation immigrant or whatever. Right. But, yeah, Pixar's not good at that. Mm-mm. But, more pressingly, John Lester, basically, for women at Pixar, 
it was not just like they their voices weren't being heard. It was that it was a toxic work environment. Yeah, John Lasseter was doing creepy things. Yes, he would hug people too much, which like hugging is fine, but it's also not. So. Yeah, it's fine if if like the other person's cool with it. Right. You don't just like hug your subordinates. Yeah, like that's weird. And he would uh, kiss women. Just yeah. like creepy, yeah, just in, like, like a gl- weird way. Uh, this, as sources say, women at Pixar would turn their heads when encountering him so that he wouldn't kiss them. And they had uh, the creepiest, I think, maybe thing is he would like touch up on their legs. Yeah, that's yeah that's weird. They used a move called the Lassiter to prevent their boss from putting his hands on their legs. Okay. If you're a boss at any place, if you're a person at any place, yeah, if you're a human, being. if someone names something after you that they is a technique specifically to avoid sexual something that harassment you do. Yeah. from you, you need to rethink your life. Yep, you big know? time. Like there's <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, like that's that. Ugh. And then like there's a specific story of like oh if this woman who was wearing a skirt and who his hand was on her knee like if she didn't have her own hand on his on her leg then he would have, you know, moved up it. It's real creepy. There's even a statement from, like, some an anonymous employee that's like, what has been released is trivializing it. And they said, to sum this up as unwanted hugs is belittling and demeaning. If it was just unwanted hugs, he wouldn't be stepping down. Which, that's another thing, is he's kind of taking, like, a six-month leave. Paid, right? I don't know if it's paid or not, but whether or not it is, I mean, he's John frickin' Lasser, you know? I think, I honestly think a lot of the reason why he's stepping down is because of Coco. Because that movie, I've heard, is extremely good. Yeah. It is, like, we've been talking about how Pixar's representation is bad, but it is very uh, Mexican. Yeah. Like, it it has a lot of Mexican, like, influence and a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. actual, you know, Mexican people working on it and stuff, and voice actors and all Mm -hmm. that. It's, like, actually doing it right, and to have, like, just the head of the company just, like, be a creep, especially because then people are going to say, oh, this movie didn't make it because it's about, like, this specific group of people, not because, like... It's about John Lasseter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not, really. Right. And I feel like when we talk... We're going to talk about... People would use... We really got to talk about Luxo Jr. now, but, like, you kind of see how, at the end of the day, while Pixar did come from John Lasseter, and while he was, like, the guy that made it, and, like, the guy who, especially in these early shorts, was instrumental in it. Mm-hmm. He's not the end-all, be-all of it. Yeah. And if it was just him, it would not be anything, anything like it. Yeah. yeah. Which, that's another thing, is even, like, a person writing a book or something like that, no one makes anything on the own. Mm-mm. You know? Even, like, you and me making this podcast, it's not just us, because, right. like, we got this idea from someone else. Yeah. And we're examining a film by people, other people, and, and you know, we, we have, have guests yeah. on. And, yeah. Yeah. No one ever makes anything alone. Right. It's completely trivializing everyone's involvement to say one person did this. Yep. That's... That being astute. said... Yeah, that being said, this was written... <laughs> And directed and all that by John Lasseter. Hey, how about that? Hey, who's um, obviously has never done anything. Right, wrong good guy. Good we guy. just no, There's yeah, we just spent sides. five minutes talking. About it. Many sides to it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. and I think like this is a good lesson for like anyone like, yeah, uh, just know that eventually, probably some people who you revere are gonna be outed as like jerks, yep. and like that's 
You can't put anyone on a pedestal. Anyway, so John Lester was playing with his lamp. He sure was. Yeah, Luxo is actually a brand of lamp. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I didn't know that either until like today. It's from Norway, and it's it was like established in 1934. So that's kind of weird to name this like after the lamp. Yeah. Disney and Pixar eventually, like years later when they like had kind of operating power, they released a Luxo lamp that was like based on Luxo Jr. Mm-hmm. And since Luxo's already a brand of lamp that they took it from, obviously they got sued. Yeah. Because they did a wrong yeah. thing. They did a bad thing. Yeah. And they settled it out of court because they had like power and money. Right. So like it, in case this episode wasn't enough of Oh, your famous problematic Pixar edition. Right. <laughs> there was a lawsuit. And they, nice, yeah. Uh, this company that inspired them and just wanted to make lamps for, you know, mm-hmm. 70, for lamps. 80 years. Yeah. yeah. Lamps, they're in your house now. Mm-hmm. It's like the sun in a little glass ball. Yeah, just like <laughs> it. But uh, he was playing his lamp and he's like, oh... I liked, the, like, the idea and the proportions, and he was, like, modeling it in the computer program and all that. Like you do. Mm-hmm. The animators are weird. Yep. Yeah. And then one of the animators, uh, Tom Porter, came in with his little baby son, his little son Spencer, and he was playing with him, and John Lasseter looks at this kid, and he's like, babies are weird. They got, like, big old heads and all that. <laughs> They're adorable. True. And he had the idea of, like, a little baby lamp. A baby lamp. Yeah, because the light bulb would be the same size, because mm-hmm. it's a light bulb. Yeah. You know, they're they're not that different. It's not like a Christmas light. Right. But, like, it's it's cute, and it really easily comes across, and it's, I think this short really, you know, shows how much something as simple as just kind of basically not even a head. Right. Just, like, a round thing on a spindly thing. Mm-hmm. We, we humanize things so easily. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I got, yeah. like, like when we were watching it, you were, like, at first, you were like, wow, Luxo looks so depressed. He's like, <laughs> yeah! He's just, like, he sitting does, there looking he's down. he's looking down. Yeah. And that's just how lamps naturally look. But, you know, that's that's how it was. So he, he got this idea of, like, ooh, make a short of a lamp playing with its lamp child, mm-hmm. I guess. That's a thing. And he was like, okay, I'll make this. I don't really need a plot. Nah, it's cute enough that it'll just stand on its own. Which, that was our big problem with Andre and Wally B. Yeah. Is the plot is nothing. Not existent. And Pixar's motto, at least for a while, I'm not sure if it still is, was story is king. That shows how much, like, just one nerd who plays with computers, not mm-hmm. to downplay anyone, is not, like, that That doesn't make a whole right. amazing company like Pixar. Yeah. Is... Basically, this uh, this Belgian animator who was like talking to was like, "You have no matter what it is, you have to be a story. It has to have a beginning, middle, end. You can tell a story in just ten seconds of it, but if there's no story, then it's nothing." Yeah, which proved to be like the most important thing anyone's ever said yep. in Pixar, really, because that's what makes this short what it is. Mm-hmm. It's two minutes, but it took. Four and a half months to make, because computers. Because of computers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because computers. Basically, John Lasseter and Ed Catmull, the, who is now now involved, you know, he's he's the first president of Pixar and all that kind of stuff, they worked so long and tirelessly that, that, or not tirelessly, but, you know, all throughout the day, that John Lasseter brought a sleeping bag in and slept under his desk. Which, I mean, there were no women around for him to harass, 
because so no be, women so, worked on this. Yep. So he's got to find other ways yeah. to be weird. Yeah. He's well. No, it means he's not going to get distracted with uh, his creepiness. There you go. It, yeah. So <laughs> that makes more sense. Which that I mean that's not a good sign when you just like nope. If I work around women, I'm just nope. Can't do uh-huh. it. So he he gets this this whole you know idea and makes this whole short, which I guess we should talk about the actual short. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's a really basic plot, but it's it's cute. Mm-hmm. What what you what you tell me what happens, Jeff? Starts out with uh, you just see Luxo, Luxo Senior, Senior Luxo the first Esquire. Yep, that guy. <laughs> he that guy. He is just chilling on like nothing. On, on, like, a desk, I yeah, guess? Yeah, but, like, the entire background is just the, black. The only background is black and then, like, a plug. Yeah. Little ball rolls by. The the Pixar ball. The Pixar ball rolls up, rests on him, mm-hmm. or whatever. And he, like, kicks it away. And he, yeah, pushes his, it away. With his head. With his head, pushes it away, mm-hmm. and it comes back, and he looks at it again, pushes it away, and it comes back, does that, <laughs> and it goes on. Yeah. A little bit. And then one time, he just lets it go by, and it just goes all the way past him. And in comes the real the star. The star of the show. Breakout pop hit. Luxo Jr. This is the Steve Urkel of the short. This is yep. the... He steals the show. Uh, this is the... Uh, Stefan Urkel. Sheldon, young Sheldon. Young Sheldon of the, the show. Uh, he is, you know, the, the ultimate scene-stealing little lampy damp. Yep. And is just playing with the ball. Mm-hmm. And does... Like, the exact same noise as is in the credits. It's like incredible. Down to the second. Like the wiggle, like, yep. You know, it's, it's the whole thing. And then tries bouncing on the ball, which is not a good idea. Or balancing, more like, on the ball. Which is just a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. It doesn't pop all of a sudden like it does in the intro. Yeah. It just kind of... It's like it got a little hole in it. It's yeah. Going, and, like, flattens... It's, yeah. it's kind of, it's real sad, too, because they're just, like, looking at it, and, like, Luxo looks up at Luxo Sr., and it's just like, what's going on? And it's just like, happened. shakes the head, like, Luxo Jr.'s learning about death now, yep. and that it murdered a ball. Yup. And, like, you think, oh, this is a poignant moment, gonna learn something, but No! Because Luxo Jr. hops right back out, gets a huge ball from nowhere. Yep. And it rolls past, and Luxo Senior's like, well, here we are again. Here we go again. It's a a whole thing. Which, I was surprised that that ball's not the same ball. Like, not the same pattern. Right. It's just like a beach ball. Which, uh, disappointing. Yeah. Disappointing. Or, disappointment? Whatever. Disappointing. That's a... is that from... It's from something. It's like from a Hercules thing or something. You know what I'm about? There's a thing where oh. a guy says a line, but then I guess he must say, like, what's written in the stage directions because he's like, Disappointment! <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. This is... It, it's adorable, and it's like, oh, cool. Like, they have the chords. Yeah. Which were probably really... Which were definitely really hard to animate because, you know, it's like flow and you're working mm-hmm. in early computers and all that kind of stuff. The real thing is, this is just like a Mickey Mouse short or anything like that. And so, when this showed, which also... I should also note that this is the first thing with... They didn't have Ben Burt for this. They had Gary Ridstrom, who is the sound guy for Pixar. He does... We're going to talk about him a lot in Toy Story 2. Basically, he's done other movies too, because, you know, Pixar and, and Luke's and all that kind of stuff. He has, mm-hmm. like, his own sound thing. But 
he has done so much amazing sound work. And he also wrote, lifted the short with the alien lifting the... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Which is one of my favorite Pixar shorts. And he wrote Toy Story Tunes, Hawaiian Vacation. So when we finally get around to that, we can be like, good job, Gary Ridstrom. Yeah. Not just for sound designing anymore, which Mm -mm. I feel like that's notable just because the sounds of Luxo Jr. are so notable in the intro, the, Mm -hmm. the Pixar credit. Yeah. But anyway, this movie came out, and when it premiered, everyone was so jazzed about it that they gave it a huge standing ovation throughout the entire credits... And John Lester was like, we didn't even need to make a soundtrack. <laughs> because no one's going to hear it. Because they're all right. so jazz. Because here was the thing. At this point, it's the 80s. Animation is kind of taking a dip. Especially with Disney. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting Black Cauldron and, and stuff like that. Where, like, yeah, not exactly say, super like, hits. Yeah. Name one notable 80s Disney Oliver and Company. But anyway... That still, that wasn't like a huge hit or anything. Yeah. I still like it. Whatever. Fight me. But like, this was like, Don Bluth was doing things. So it was like, Disney especially, and just like animation in general, like, didn't really know its future. This was before DreamWorks was a thing. So like, that was with 2D animation. You said the company that shall not be named. Well, this isn't technically a Toy Story. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is a Toy Story minute, but we're not talking about Toy Story specifically right now. So I feel like that's okay as long as I mumble it. Right. And lightning flashes in the background. (laughs) Well, I I was going to say, I said lightning flashes so I don't have to add in thunder. Oh. (laughs) It's just lightning and that's not sound. Lightning doesn't make sound. That's true. I mean, it does, but the sound has a specific name. What is it? Thunder. Oh. Down under Australia, mate. Anyway, like, this all happens, and it's great because now animators see computer animation as not just some, like, automaton thing that's going to take their jobs Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff that, like, oh, now we're not relevant anymore. But, like, since this was an actual cartoon, they're like, oh, computer animation is just another tool. Right. And this is what proved it. So if John Lasseter hadn't listened to that dude, that Belgian dude, and actually made a plot in this, mm-hmm. this would be nowhere near as notable. Because, remember, they made this just to prove they could make shorts and that they had a computer. Right. That they didn't use. That they didn't use. Yeah. yeah. But, like, this proved... Not only Pixar could it establish them as like a story based computer animation place, yep, but also that computer animation could be used not just for special effects and not just for I don't know soulless whatever, but it was a tool, and so people were so excited about it that like afterwards he was expecting to get questions about like, oh, how did you render the what about the lighting with it being a lamp and all that and all that kind of stuff. He was like, okay, I'm ready to answer some computer questions because he didn't quite get right. what he had done. Right. And then a guy came up to him and was like, so was the big lamp a mother or a father? <laughs> <laughs> like they were asking story questions. Right. Like questions of the characters. And, and, and they're such simple characters who don't say anything that it, it's like, yeah, dude, you're making 
cartoons. You're making art. Yeah. Focus on the fact that you're making art. Yeah. And it gets so much better. Yeah. Jeb, do you think Luxo Senior is a male or female? Or a lamp. I mean, it's I was going to say, lamp. I think Luxo Senior is a but lamp. would you say more, like, what would you, what would you guess? Father, probably. That's, that's what Lasseter said, but... I found out that also Luxor Sr. was inspired by his mother. Aww. Which, uh, you know what else you could get as inspiration from your mother? Respecting women. Oh. John. You went there. Not not me. Yeah, you, John. I mean, I should also respect... I mean, I, I do, I mean... No need to toot my yes. own horn, but... Yeah. I mean, but, you know, all all people should respect women. Yup. But, uh, especially John Laster, because he hadn't been taking that ass in the heart. So, Boom. But yeah, th- I mean, this is, I really like this short. I like it better than the other, I mean, I like it better than Andre and Wally B. I like it better yeah. than Tin Toy, which hasn't come out our review of it yet, but we've already done it like a million right. years ago. I like it better than the next one. I mean, this is, I think until maybe Jerry's Game, this is my favorite. It's good. Yeah, it's it's good. It's cute. It's mm-hmm. It all works out. It works, mm-hmm. yep. Do you have anything else to say? I think I ran all my notes. I don't have anything else to say. So, uh, yeah, this is great. 1986, Luxo Jr., little little baby lamp and little daddy lamp. Little daddy. Little daddy. Yep, well, because there's still lamp size. Which, that ball's got to be real small, doesn't it? Yeah, like It's way tiny, bigger tiny, in, tiny. The, in the like toy store and all the cameos it has. Yeah. Because it's people sized, but it's got to be like bouncy ball sized. Huh. Hmm. So until next time, Toy Story Minute... Listeners, fans, fan, the the super fans. Yup, you know they got all of our uh, posters. Yep, our posters. ride or dies, <laughs> ride or die posters. They're the reasons we're making all this money. <laughs> yep, the cash flow that is just from all of our merchandising. This shirt that says um, we can't put anything from Toy Story on this because it's copyrighted. Yup. <laughs> Until next time, I guess, listeners. Ooh, I'm a little, I'm a little ball. I'm bouncing on, on. I mean, I'm a. Dang it! I'm, a, I'm a lamp. I'm bouncing on a little ball. Boop, 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 boop. Squarka, squarka. Life happens, and now the ball is dead. <laughs> I am your mother slash father. Okay, I was gonna say. At first, I was like, "Why aren't you being Luxo Senior?" But then you're like, "No, I'm being Death. I am Destroyer of all things." And I was like, "Great, Je- thank yeah, you." Yeah, that was Jeff. a really uh, happy way to end yeah, it, wasn't great, it? Great job, great job, great job. But I guess until next time, debuli. Later, later days, alligator days, Talladega nights, bagger days, bagger, the legend of bagger vans. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. <laughs> <laughs>